0: and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable thoughts before breakfast. And I've got my six things all together this morning, so I am ready to get started for the day. Well, again, first I have to apologize for missing last week. So I ended up, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, having some sort of concerning health stuff going on. Um, and it was just, you know, it was a lot. It was a little bit stressful. We were going to doctors and things like that. And while I am doing a lot better, I've just been extremely tired um, over the rest of the week and was having trouble getting up early enough to do all of this before breakfast. <laughs> and so uh, I just, and th- the week just flew by. It was like some kind of weird time warp thing. I didn't even really realize that the week was over until it was you know, already the weekend. So anyway, uh, thank you for your patience on that, but um, back to it. And like I said, feeling a lot better, thankfully. So number one, one thing I did do um, over, let's see, I think maybe it was Friday. Anyway, sometime over the past few days, I uh, finally uh, went to my computer and finished up the cover for Firmament Eleftheria. Um, And like I think I mentioned, my artist had finished Uh, the actual art portion of it and then I just had to put on the title the back cover copy you know make sure the correct number is on the spine all that sort of thing and so I got that done and so I'm hoping to reveal the cover this week Um, since I still don't have my blog I won't be able to like you know do a post in that way but I can at least put on social media and I'm really excited to share it because he did an amazing job and um, I think it looks great number two, my editor has been working on the actual editing portion of the book. And it's been fun because my my editor is a really good friend of mine. um, And uh, he's also a writer. And so he's been reaching out to me about some of the aspects of the story, you know, to talk about them as he's reading, which I really love. Like, I like getting a few, you know, real-time reactions. Um, But one thing that's interesting is so he is a really big fan of the world building portion of storytelling. And, you know, especially when it comes to speculative fiction, of course, that is a huge aspect of it. Um, But I, that is not my favorite. (laughs) I really do not care for world building. And so I'll usually just like think of a few interesting details and just kind of let the rest be, you know, whatever falls into place. Like I do not sit down and plan out the world. And maybe that shows because it just doesn't get the amount of tension in my stories that it does in some others. <laughs> and so anyway, he was sort of challenging some of um, my world building aspects and had a few questions about things and some of the questions I was able to answer and um, may try to, you know, go back and throw a line in the book to explain, like one example is, you know, in the, the civilization of Canis Gay in this book they have a big wall around the city, and he was asking like, "What is the wall for?" There's no wild animals or anything on the planet, so um, there's no other people on the planet. You know, like just what, what what do they need a wall for? And I, I did have a reason for it, which, which is just to protect them from um, sandstorms, which is something that does come up in the previous book where they visit this place, uh, but it doesn't come up in this book. So I, then I I realized, oh yeah, that does. You know, if you don't haven't read or don't remember that from the first. Book where you know this city is mentioned, then it's not going to make a lot of sense. So, I'm like, I should probably just throw a sentence in there somewhere about the sandstorms and how they built the walls to protect from that. And then some other things, too. Like, we had some good discussions about some choices I made in the world building of this civilization, Um, some things he didn't think make sense, and had some good ideas to address them, but I'm probably not going to because. um, One thing, and I'll get into this more later, but in the same way that I don't, those kinds of details don't interest me that much as a writer, they also don't really as a reader. Like, I don't think about those details or find the amount of delight in them when reading that some others do. And so I do think, like, there's a place for the more, like, fully immersive, like, completely fleshed out worlds and a place where it's really just there to serve the story and the characters And those details don't need to be in there. But of course, it's a fine line between I don't feel like it's necessary for the story and I'm just being lazy. And I don't want to do that. I don't just want to be like, it doesn't matter. I don't want to do it. You know, so I would definitely try to find that balance and maybe adding a few details into my, you know, world building when I get the edit back. But anyway, it's just, uh, like I said, I'll get into more later the different aspects of storytelling, but it's definitely interesting. Number three, I thought I would talk a little bit about my reading goal. I really can't remember if I've said here before, I know I had mentioned at some point that my official goal was 50, but that I also had a secret goal. And um, so I'll go ahead and reveal that now because so I actually already surpassed 50 books for the year last month in June, which should be able to give a little clue that my goal for this year is 100 books. Because I am on track for that, which is awesome. And when I decided to do that, I was when I decided to try to read 100 books this year, I was already a little bit behind. So the fact that I've been able to catch up and then stay caught up um, is really exciting for me. Um, I don't think I would do 100 books again next year because it is definitely a lot, but it hasn't been like you know an insane amount. It's not like I'm like constantly reading, um, but it, it really hasn't been that hard for me to do. Um, but I do think going back to a little less pressure next year would be a, would be good, but um, I also really am glad that I decided to do that this year because it's been a while like I think I only did a hundred books once and I was not diligent to keep up with it, so it was not a great experience, but since this year I have, and I haven't been letting myself fall behind. It's been really great, and there's been a few times lately where. You know, there. I see a book on the shelf, and I'm just like, I've been wanting to read that book for a long time. Like, I'm just going to read it now. (laughs) I'm reading a hundred books this year. Why not make sure I get some in that I've like? There's literally some books I bought years ago that I keep meaning to read and just haven't. So, like, why not? Go ahead and do it. So I'm 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 doing that now, and I've been able to do that a few times this year, and that's been really great because there's different categories of books. You know, to read. I have book club books. I have you know more practical you know, books that I need to read, like about parenting or marriage or stuff like that. Um, And there's just books I want to read. And there's, you know, books I may need to read for this project or that, you know, but so trying to make sure I hit like all the different categories. So number four, um, my oldest daughter's birthday was this past week, she turned four. And I know I've mentioned before that she loves spelling words and she's obsessed and is constantly asking me how to spell things. Well, they have some little alphabet magnets, you know, like this little foam magnets they can play with on the door or the fridge or whatever with, you know, letters, but we, we had the complete alphabet and that was all. So we only had one of each letter. And so I had to once she started wanting to spell with magnets, there were some words I would have to be like, oh, you know, we can't spell that because you know, it has two O's and we only have one O or here, whatever. And then she would start doing that with words by herself. Like she would ask me how to spell something. And when I would tell her, she would go, Oh, well, we can't, we can't do that with magnets. Cause we only have one, whatever. Like she wanted to spell mommy. And she's like, Oh, we only have one M. So we can't spell that. Like she would figure it out by herself. And it was really cute, but I was like, you know, we need some more magnets. So I found this set for her for her birthday that has I believe it's six of every letter. Um, I think there's two capitals and four lower cases of every single letter or something like that. There's a lot. And so I gave it to rolling. now you can spell anything you want. <laughs> and so she's been playing with them every afternoon. Um, and it's just been really cute. And so we won't have to worry about that anymore. Number five on my currently reading. I know that I mentioned um, a while back. I don't even know when that I was rereading a book I love called *The Beekeeper's Apprentice* by Laurie R. King, which is a sort of Sherlock Holmes fan fiction, technically I guess, even though it's like officially published books. But anyway, and it was a book I've loved and read many times, but I had never read, you know, most of the series. So I've been continuing to do that, and I've done been doing most of them on audiobook. And they make good audiobooks because they're really fun and enjoyable to listen to, but they're not too, like, heavy-duty, like, you don't have to be paying, like, intense attention the whole time or anything, so, you know, I can do lots of other things while I'm listening. So I'm up to book number nine. This one is called The Language of Bees, and uh, not all of them are (laughs) bee-related. Actually, this is the the only other one so far. But um, it's been really fun to finally, I've been wanting... For years and years to read this series and so to finally just do it has been great and having a series where you can keep looking forward to the next one because there's a lot I don't know how many there are but there's still like several more after that after this one and like I said this is book nine so there's quite a few and having something to look forward to and to automatically move on to after I finish a book is always so much fun and definitely I would say so I love the first book like absolutely love it read it many times And then some of the ones in between, I liked them a lot, but, um, they weren't my favorite books ever. Like I felt like, um, she does a lot of like descriptions and that sort of thing. And she does it really well. Like I'm actually paying really close attention to try to learn from it because I'm not good at that. (laughs) But I also don't really enjoy again, that aspect of reading or writing. And so it can feel a little slow for me. And also I do feel, I did feel that in some of the books she was a little slow to get around to the mystery you know like they're all more or less murder mysteries as far as I can recall but sometimes it would be like half the book or more before the murder happens and they would just be kind of like maybe on some maybe they're not all murders I don't really know I just know sometimes it took a while to really get into what the mystery was and so sometimes I would kind of feel like oh like what is a. Uh what are we actually supposed to be solving here? Like this is supposed to be a mystery and it was more just them like going around, I don't know, they go different places trying to figure out what they're even supposed to be doing. Like, I don't know. It was fine, but I would sometimes feel like it was a little slow to really get into the mystery. And these last couple books, the one I'm reading now and the one before, um, have not felt like that. Like I felt like they really got into it pretty quickly and I was really intrigued. And also the mysteries were of a much more personal nature. Like the one in the last book was involving the death of the main character's parents. The one in this book involves uh, Sherlock Holmes's son and his family. And so I like that too, that it just has a little bit more of a like personal aspect to it. And so there's a little bit higher stakes in a sense as well. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really enjoying the series. I'm really enjoying this particular one. And, uh, I I don't remember, I don't remember how many there are, but the last one was the the one that's out. The latest one, I should say, was just written like, I think last year. So I'm not sure that she's done. (laughs) Um, and I think the first one was written in the nineties. So it's been going on for a while. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot and, uh, looking forward to the rest of the series and to seeing if she is planning to write more or what happens with it. So number six, um, on my ramble for today, I've mentioned several times this morning about just different aspects of storytelling um, that different people are drawn to. And this is something I've thought a lot about. Um, Well, I tend to overthink everything, so that's one reason. But also, it just is interesting, and, and I find you tend to be drawn to different things than other people in reading, which is why, obviously, there are so many different kinds of books and certain people like certain books, kinds of books and not others, you know, we all like different things. But I think that goes beyond like the genre and, and type of story and into the different elements of story that are given priority. And I find this as a reader and as a writer. So like I mentioned, world building, not so much my thing. Description, not so much. Also action. I don't like to read about like battle scenes or fight scenes or even people going places. And this is partly because, like I've said before, I do have aphantasia, so I can't I can't really visualize any of it. So it's sort of confusing for me. But it's just also like, it's not really what I read stories for. And I know some people, like I said, my editor and really good friend just loves world building and is so fascinated by it and really good at it and really just delights in that aspect of a story. Whereas for me, I just don't, I don't care about the history of middle earth and all the, you know, details of the elvish society, like whatever. I just don't, that's not what I read for. That's not what I write for. I admire it. And I'm super impressed by the people that do it really comprehensively, but I just don't care for that really in my writing and my reading. And so for me, what I really love is the characters and the relationships. Like that is my number one draw when it comes to storytelling to reading things, to watching things. Like I want to see the characters and their emotions and their growth and development and their relationships. And so I do also in my writing primarily focus on the characters, their emotions and their relationships. My the characters tend to do a lot of thinking and a lot of feeling and there's a lot of dialogue because the relationships are really the biggest thing for me. Like that was almost all of my books have been theorized on the basis of some Relationship, Like in the Firmament series, in the series as a whole, it's the father and daughter. And then there's different relationships throughout the series that get, you know, highlighted. Like brother-sister relationship, the sort of frenemies <laughs> type relationship. And then in my book Never, it's about the two brothers. In October, it's about, a you know, a young girl who is very drawn to and admires, you know, another girl and so there's always like some relationship that is the just the seed of the idea for my books and so that is just going to be what I'm focusing on that's what it's all about for me and I definitely I've taught I was talking to someone in my writer's group just the other day that that was not so much his focus and then I know um, my husband um, he's done some writing and also really loves story and has a great sense of story and when he reads my books, he feels that they're a bit heavy on the emotions and thinking and relationships. Um, and he, cause he does prefer like world building and action and that type of thing. Like he loves that. And so I do think it's good. Like you obviously can't completely neglect one aspect of a story and you know, you, you should apply yourself. Like I do need to make sure that my world building is not just like completely not there. That it's not just completely inconsistent. Um, but But it doesn't have to be my focus and that's okay you know different people like different things i've also just had to come to accept that as a as a writer that when i put my books out there not everyone is going to like them because not everyone likes that kind of story and not everyone is drawn to that and that's okay um but i think recognizing it is good um as a writer and as a reader, but from the writer's standpoint, it's good because you can know your strengths and know what you want to focus on, but you also can know your weaknesses and know I do need to make sure that I'm giving attention to the things in the story that are not my favorite because they do still need to be there. So anyway, that's my thoughts about that. Um, Like I said, if you read my books, you'll definitely notice the emphasis on relationships. And if you haven't noticed it before, I'm sure that you will notice it now that I've drawn attention to it. everyone for listening and again for your patience as I've missed a few weeks. It's just been a bit of a chaotic summer over here and I kept losing my voice, but my voice is here now and I'm here and I'm really glad that I got to sit down and talk with everyone about story because it's just absolutely my favorite topic. So let me know any thoughts that you have about world building or your favorite story aspects. If you have a reading goal for the year, let me know what it is. Um, Anything that you're currently reading, I always like to hear and just discuss stories with other fellow story lovers. I hope that everyone has a great day and a great week ahead, and stay improbable. Bye!